Busy weekend, huh? Yeah, extremely busy. I'm actually, uh... Yeah, let's crank this out. Okay. Welcome to Scatterbrained, episode 37. We're cranking on it, right, Dan? Yeah, what's up, Ian? How you doing today? Busy week weekend for me. Uh, lots going on. What about We're gonna you? Squeeze, squeeze this one in. Uh, I'm doing all right, yep. Yeah? Uh, what, what have you been up to this weekend? No, nothing, nothing. Just working. Nothing. Yeah, you got the car situation sorted out finally, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't like a major problem, dude. <laughs> well, I'm glad the shop was honest too, because they just called me basically said, You're an idiot. So yeah, yeah it, was just well, a, it was just a fuse. Yeah, you're right. Two dollar fuse for a hundred and something bucks, but whatever. <laughs> hey, but they would they would they rotate your wheels too or something? Yeah, yeah. I said, I think you might want to rotate my wheels. So they just did that. So it was like it made it a little bit worthwhile. Feel you know? a little yeah, at least you're like using lube or something before <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I should take that, but anyway. Yeah. So I uh, just want to remind everyone about the social media. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're Scatterbrain Pod, and on Instagram, we're Scatterbrain Pod SD, as in San Diego. Been cranking along on that and uh, slowly but surely building up uh, our network there. It helps if everyone else shares our posts and episodes and pictures and all that good stuff with their social media network, helps spread the word about the Scatterbrains. Right. Um, you can also go to anchor.fm slash scatterbrain-podcast and drop us a voice message there. Or if you're really lazy, you can just email us at scatterbrainpod at outlook.com. Tell us where you're listening from. Send us a message. If there's an album you want to review or if we totally messed something up or totally got something right, let us know. You know. Yeah, yeah I think we or at least I mostly mess things up, but that's okay. Yeah, what was the thing you mentioned the other night that you wanted to correct? Oh, geez, now I can't even remember. No, you don't uh, even remember. You should have written it down. Damn, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, oh, oh, Kill Em All. Kill Em All did come out in 1983, July of 1983. And I, I, thought they were, I thought those three main bands, Anthrax, Slayer, and Metallica, came out with their first album in 84. But actually, only Anthrax came out with their first album in 84, in January of 84. And a Slayer even was in December of '83, so you were you were right about that, yeah. Oh, what was that again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. J- July, it was uh, was killed. No, 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 the part about me being right. What was that? Um, yeah, the, for the first time. Um, no, yeah. The yeah, first so, time in like a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, that was really fun hanging out the other night. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was, was a little. The, to... It was a little fun, except the um, the whole uh, what is it? The whole lift thing stressed me out a little bit, but oh well. Yeah, but it worked out, man. It sounded like you had a good driver, and he was able to show up pretty quick, the Uber guy. And oh yeah, yeah. Thanks good. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, hey, man, it was just good to hang out, man. I just like to do it. Next time you come, we're gonna bust out the projector. I got a projector on Amazon for like a hundred yes. bucks. Yes. I bought a and screen, I... dude. This thing was on sale for like twenty-two dollars. I used it last night out in the, in the driveway. And it looks great. And I've got like little uh, screws off the eaves so I can just bam, bam, bam. It's got eyelets. You just hang them up. And it's got speaker built in, but I hooked up a little like Bose speaker right to it. It sounded great. So we should uh, yes. do Booby or play video games or something. You know? Yeah. You sent me a picture of it. And I was like, how does, yeah. that, look so, how does that look so damn good? Dude, I can't even believe what you can get now for that. I mean, I'm sure it's – I'm not trying to say this disparaging, but I can't believe what kind of – cheap Chinese shit you can get now on Amazon for a hundred bucks that looks so and performs relatively well for that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and it just gets better. The products get better and get cheaper as well. So it's kind of cool. Amazing. Yeah, speaking of, of products, I don't know if you saw on the Instagram I posted a, that I I'd ordered these peanuts, these peanuts of death. Did you did you see no, that? I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't see that. What okay. was that? There's this guy named Johnny Scoville. He, run, he runs a YouTube channel, but I guess he does. Um, I know that guy, yeah. a company called Blazing Foods. And there's this tube of terror is what he calls it. I bought some. Is that the guy who does the, the like has celebrities on and then he has them eat hot stuff? So he doesn't have celebrities on, but he did like the challenge with Ryback, who's like a wrestler oh. guy, WWE wrestler. And they had some other guys going. He does challenges with people. But this dude's nuts. But I bought this uh, tube of these peanuts knowing it was going to be really hot. Dude, I had one peanut. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was hot. I, don't, I would not attempt one tube right now. But I think like if you – it's doable if you – work up to it like i ate one peanut today i'll eat again one tomorrow and maybe like on the second or third day i'll do two and just try to work up uh, <laughs> dude, these the things are okay because i just want to try it i like hot <laughs> stuff and i just want okay, to try sorry. it dude this guy you see this man eat this he eats a whole tube there's a it says um one and a half ounces of peanuts these things have sugar and you definitely taste the sugar right away when you when you eat one but then they got Carolina Reaper pepper, ghost oh, pepper, Jesus. chocolate bootla pepper, seven pot brain strain, seven no. pot bootla, Maruga no. scorpion, no. salt, and then this thing, uh-uh. 13 million capsaicin rating, <laughs> million Scoville rating capsaicin crystals. Dude, this is the hottest stuff. 13 million? No. This is the hottest stuff I've ever eaten. I only ate one. Well, and, isn't it like jalapenos are like 100, right? Uh, I think jalapenos are like eight, four to eight thousand. The oh, okay, Carolina okay. Reaper is like one to two million, depending. Oh, this sh- thing was thirteen oh million God. of the crystals, dude. I'll tell you what, I ate one. Uh, if you don't, if you can't handle hot stuff, I, I like I can handle things pretty hot. Definitely was not beyond my comfort zone, but definitely hot. And I could not uh, imagine eating forty of these peanuts or whatever the hell. Or mm-hmm. any, there's no way. The challenge yeah. is you eat. Here's, here's what the challenge is, and then we'll, we can move on. But it's a uh, you have no food or no drink. You have 10 minutes to finish the tube, eating one only one to two peanuts at a time. You have to wait five minutes after fe- completing the final peanut to complete the challenge, and then you can have food or drink. That's like if you want to be in is like to do this challenge. Dude, I would not eat a whole tube of this. It is the hottest thing I've ever eaten. Not beyond, like just to do one peanut, not beyond my comfort zone, but hot, dude. I would not eat a tube of this stuff. It but. sounds like this guy's attempt at population control. Uh, he eats it. The, if you haven't seen this guy's channel, you got to go to it. It's like the Johnny Johnny Scoville League. I forget what his name, but Johnny Scoville is his name. I'm not sure what his YouTube things, but look him up. No, I've heard he, of him. Eats, he eats all these peppers, and this dude like eats these tubes, and you would like he just eats it, and you could see he gets kind of hot and stuff, but like he starts whistling, and it's so funny because stuff you just know would just rip your face off. He's like he'll whistle and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm feeling the right. heat a little bit now. And he'll tell you, oh, my rating's at about like a four. And, you know, meanwhile, it'd be melting your face off. I mean, this guy is gnarly. Yeah, um, there's a, there's some channel on YouTube where some guy has – I thought it was the same guy. It's called like Hot Stuff or something where he has celebrities on and then he lines up things from the least hottest to hottest. And as they talk about various things, they slowly get hotter and hotter. And the funniest – Oh, my God. So they're eating – they're building up, eating multiple things? As they're having a conversation about whatever, right? And and so you see wow. the, the, the celebrities' faces just – as the course of the interview goes, they're just like more and more in pain, and it's so funny. The best one was uh, Terry Crews, 
because he gets to the hottest stuff and he's just like almost in tears. And he's like, no, I can't do it anymore. And I was laughing so hard. I mean, you got to watch it, though. I'm trying to figure out what it was called. I think it's called Hot Hot Stuff or Hot Wings or something. I forgot what it was called, but I could have sworn it was Johnny Scoble. Dude, you got to watch it, though. It is really funny. He has all kinds of celebrities on there. Yeah, and I can imagine, too, that'd be like one of those things like the the person who's doing this just slowly gets quieter and quieter, and they stop talking, and they can't respond, and then they can't talk in general. I mean, I imagine it would be just... Well, Terry, Terry Crews starts talking faster and faster because you can I, tell he's trying to not think about it. Yeah. It's so funny. And the guy who does it, he does it along with him, and it doesn't even affect him. It's so yeah, funny. It's, it's crazy how these guys are. Yeah, and the kids, they were all watching me eating it, and they're like, well, are you okay? Are you okay? Is it hot? You know, and I'm like, yeah, stop asking me that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, it's hot. It's uncomfortable. You, we knew it would be. Right. You don't need to keep asking, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm sitting here. I'm okay. You know? So it was funny, but it was definitely a fun thing. I gave I gave the oldest one a little bit of just the powder, like off the, the cap or something. And oh God. he was he was in pain for five minutes or something. It was, so it was pretty hot, dude. But yeah, I bet. it was definitely interesting. I'll, def- I'll do it again. I mean, it was definitely oh. kind of fun again. The, show, fun. the show's called Hot Ones. Hot, hot Ones. ones. Yeah, and he's, he's had Terry Crews is the best one. He has, like, Kevin Hart has been on there. And um, who was the other guy that was on there? It was so funny, dude. He had, like, a – oh, the um, Gordon Ramsay, you know, the chef guy. <laughs> and Shaq is Shaquille. Gordon Ramsay does it? He eats it? He was on the show. He was a guest on the show. Yeah, and Shaquille O'Neal, dude, is, that's a funny one, too, because he makes these funny-ass faces through the whole thing. Some people can't cannot handle hot. Like, my cutoff yeah. is about – my cutoff is about habanero, you know? Because I've always prided myself on being able to eat hot stuff. And I remember I went to one of Heather's old parties, and she had habaneros out, just just the habaneros. And I'm all bragging. I popped a whole one in my mouth, and everyone just stopped. <laughs> everyone stopped and just looked at me like, uh-oh. Yeah. Dude, and my face was on fire for like an hour and a half. Dude, it sucked. Yeah. I, the, the habaneros are pretty hot. I don't think I would – I mean, I love the habanero salsa and all that. Um, I, I don't think I would just eat one. It doesn't – like, I can't imagine they taste very good. This no, peanut no. that I had today actually tasted pretty good. But just hot, and it was. It didn't start hot. I mean, you, you eat it, and you're like, oh, okay, I can tell this is. Oh, it's hot. It's hot. And then about like two minutes in, like yeah. it built, you know. And then about two minutes in, it yeah, was in, right? pretty hot. And like, since I was just eating one, I just ate it on the one side of my mouth. I wanted to feel the difference between sides of the mouth, you know. And the side that I ate it on was on fire. And then it kind of got like not numb, but kind of like weird, you know. But yeah. after yeah, about. Yeah. After about maybe like ten, definitely after fifteen minutes, I was it was back completely back, you know. But probably for ten, like five minutes was the hottest, and then by ten, oh, it was like it doesn't, oh. it doesn't last that long, then especially right. Well, I you know, super I hot. Literally, I literally ate one peanut. Like what? Think of like you know Cracker Jack. You know, they have like the peanuts that are their shell out of the shell. It's just like the one like nugget. Well, so it was that. It's, it's not called a peanut. It's an actual peanut. It's an actual peanut. Oh, okay. I see. Wow. And just one of these, like, burned my face for 10 minutes, you know, like half of my face. Damn. Yeah. You got to try try one. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know if I'm up for that kind of torture, self-torture, you know. Yeah. It was kind of just an interesting thing, you know. I don't know. Interesting. I've watched those guys on on YouTube do that stuff, and you watch them eat all this stuff. And I just want to know how – I was curious to be like, well – what could I handle, you know? And I feel like having eaten that, it was definitely the hottest thing I've ever eaten. And yeah. I figure if I could eat like a couple of these things, 
and get good, you know, enough, even not to eat a whole tube. That doesn't sound like enjoyable per se, but I get a few of them and be like, oh, that's really hot. But I, you just know, then, then not to brag, but then, you know, like, oh, I can just eat whatever. So what's the grand prize if you do it? Nothing. You get to be some crazy guy on YouTube, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we get to this, uh, this uh, review that, uh, that I've been waiting to do? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny when we talked about hanging out the other night, and we make a point to not pre-review or discuss the albums. Right. And we really should have hit record. <laughs> right. I know we should have, dude. We really should have. Yeah. So today, what are we reviewing? It's Pile of Priests uh, from Denver, Colorado. It was released May 22nd of 2020. It's a self-titled album. Right, right. Well, it's actually their third album. The first two they self-produced. But it's um, self it's, self-titled. The album is called right. It's just called Power Priest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nine yeah. songs, forty-two minutes, fifty-eight seconds. And um, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, the current members are Evan Salvador on guitar and vocals, Patrick Lane on bass, Evan Knight on drums, and Daryl Martin on guitar. As you said, this is the. You said this is their second their or third. third? It's their third. It's officially their third. I think they've done a couple EPs and one other full album. But they're calling this their third album. Okay. At least that's yeah. what I read. All right. Uh, released May 22nd, you said, all right? Yep. Well, I can just come I mean, You know how I feel about this. I like this album. And you know how I feel about it, too. Putting it lightly. I feel like we should have hit record the other night because God, we yeah. were just talking about it. But it everything's great. What stands out to me about these guys, well, they're, first of all, they're all over the place, kind of like melodic and heavy at times. They change it up with pianos and all these things. But the thing yeah. that stands out is their bass player. It kind of it didn't initially for me, but then the more I listened to it, and I listened to this a lot. Uh, yeah, the bass player is he's like fucking geezer he's, butler on steroids, dude. He's ripping. He's ripping. Yeah. And I looked. He plays a six. It looks like a six string bass. Fretless, I think, right? Yeah, it looked fretless from some of the video it's, I saw. Wh- Listening to the album, it sounds fretless because he's just whoa, whoa yeah. all over the damn. Yeah, it's like there's no threats involved there at all, and they got jams, dude. He jams. Yeah. He, he, to me, like these guys are all good. This album, is it's all fantastic. Good. But uh-huh. to me, what like stands out of someone's like, what's that stand out besides just the diversity of the territory they cover? The bassist, not to it take does, anything away from everyone else, but the bassist just. Yeah, it, it does for me now too. Yeah, it does for me now too, definitely. Yeah, um, I listened actually when I first listened to this, you sent it to me, and I thought, oh, Pile of Priests, that's kind of a cool name, right? I've been sending it to you for a while. I've been no, I don't, I don't remember it, but uh, I finally, you said, listen, just listen to this, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I listened to this uh, on the, you know, I was taking Stan for a walk, and I had my headphones on, and about the third song in, I just kind of realized, what am I listening to? I listened to it three times in a row that night, back to back, three times, bam. Listen to it twice again the next. It was like my my whole one song, you know, one time per day rule to myself of listening to albums just went out the window because I had to hear it again and again. I liked it so much. This is good shit. Yeah, it is. It is. And even like the lyrics, I mean, I don't want to go too far ahead. Yeah, yep, but the awesome. lyrics are are great. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. tell a story a lot of times, you know, the death of the Paragon, the third yep. track. Well, this is, this. Yeah, this is definitely a, a concept album. Yeah. But it, it's just great. Even the intro I listen to pretty much every time. It's, it's, it's so awesome. good. Yeah. It's awesome. You know what I like about it is it, is it follows a predictable pattern, the, the piano part, but it hits all the it hits wrong notes 
yes. consistently. And That's it goes into this dissonant, this like dissonant sort of thing. It's like if you if you played it quote unquote the correct way, you can hear how it would sound otherwise. But instead of hitting the, those notes that you expect, you'll hit like just the wrong note, and then it'll do it each time, and it repeats itself, and it's just brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's just got a good flow and everything. I love to this whole it. album. I so you, I mean, even it's, like I said, even even the intro, the piano intro is really good. But there's a lot oh, yeah. of other great spots on here. Do you have a favorite? My favorite is probably um, Threshold and the song after it, which is what? Because Threshold is it's De, like so, Deus Delenda est, est, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this is, the other night. It's badass. Like, it's one song. Track six and seven are like one song, right? Yeah, basically. Oh man, and it was it initially it was hard for me to really discern what my favorite song was, but that one just really stood out the more I listened to the album, or those two, I should say. Yeah, I love those those songs. But actually, yeah. I can't. Other than that, I can't pick a bad song. They're all fucking just ripping songs. I think I've, I was trying to pick a favorite one, and I, it's, I'd be hard pressed to. Death of the Paragon track three is really good. Even track yep. two, the aversion is really good. You know, yep. but. Uh-huh. If I had to pick one, I'd say the last one just because of the dynamics it covers. It's like eight minutes or something, right? What's the what's the the restitution? Yeah, it's like eight oh three, yeah, eight thirty seven, yeah. yeah. That subject matter. It's about like essentially like revenge, getting revenge, you know, biding your time and getting. I don't know, just just a great, you know. And then that's there's a guest vocalist right singing on a couple of the tracks here, including that last one. Yeah, yeah, she is really, really good. Is that what you got from that last song? You, you thought it was about revenge? Is that right? Yeah, the lyrics oh, and stuff. Okay, I thought oh, it was dude, about the, so- the, the song's called "The Restitution." I know, but I thought it was more about confronting death. The way the lyrics are, it just sounded more like you know having to deal with having to deal with death and the, the challenges. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of what I got I from what she what she was saying. I tried to look up the lyrics, honestly. I tried to go on like genius.com or what and yeah. no lyrics no lyrics are published yet. You can't I can't find them anywhere. So hmm. yeah, so that was unfortunate because I wanted to know for a fact what, what she was saying there because it's awesome. Yeah, that's a great song. It go yeah, it goes all over the place. Just like um the last song on the Havoc album, the way it covers so much ground and it goes from melodic to heavy to melodic and it's, it's got a great intro, a great outro, great lyrics. It's just all good. Yeah, I agree. Definitely no throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, I would say not. No. Yeah. Uh, what would you give this thing? Well, just like you did the whole, you know, extrapolating out to 10 stars, you know, when you're doing the three, I have to give it three and a half, but I would give it a seven and a half. You know how you did that thing a couple times. Um, sure, I have yeah. I have to stretch this out and 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 say that since we can't give four point seven five stars, I'd give it like I want I want to give it like a five, but I can't. Wow. I would say out of out of ten, I'd give this a nine and a half. So based on air scale, this is a nine and a half, this is a four and a half. But if I could give it, you know, out of ten stars, it'd be a nine and a half. I see. Yeah, I, I, it's a solid four and a half as well. And I, yep. I weighed, weighed I weighed like that's a significant thing. There's only a few albums that really go that high up because it's such to a five me anyways to a five but even yep even a four and a half for to me five as we said before on a previous episode reserved for those rare gems those maybe the classics and that you might associate as being like one of the classics right but right. then to get to so essentially for most intents and purposes you're really speaking about it's out of four and a half stars on our scale at least for me that's sort of like how i approach kind of the reviewing you know four and a half and, yeah like like, can I give this 4.75 stars, right? So. <laughs> yeah. So, right yeah, on. solid yeah. 
four and a half. It, but I was, I, it really, it was great immediately. And then the more I listened to it, it got even better. I know. Isn't that, that's unusual. That's rare for something yeah, to be I, so good initially and not just like you burn out on it pretty quick and go, oh, this is actually kind of like, this is kind of radio-y or a little too melodic. or whatever. No, this is just good. I don't know how much time they spent writing this music, but it just, if they, if, if they wrote this album pretty quick, it just flowed out of them nicely, you know, and then, and putting that woman, I wish I could remember the band that woman was that she sings in normally. You mentioned it the other night, and then I, I know, looked I, it I, up, and I could I couldn't couldn't I, find I it anymore. Remember. I'm sure I could look it up now, but I'm not going on my phone. So, anyway, I, th- dude, this is I'm just gonna read this real quick. This is dynamic and addictive. It's it, it's overproduced to perfection. I, I read a couple of reviews about this saying you know it's not overproduced. I'm like bullshit. This is totally overproduced, but they did it right. They did it totally right. The vocals are in the right spots. They're above the music just right. There was a review that I read, and the guy, um, I think it was I think it was a- Angry Metal Guy or whatever, and he was bagging on the song with the woman singing. Was it Conjuncture Souls or something? And he, he was just ripping on that song saying it gets old and this and that. And I'm thinking, what are you, crazy? That's a that's also a good song. They're all good songs, right? And he even that's ripped a great on, song. Yeah, and he even ripped on the last song, you know, and I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Anyway. It's, well, it's funny. I think I think you read that that review to to us, and we were hanging out. And I think no, it was something no, I like just read it, I just read it yesterday, actually. Okay, I read one, and that was something about they they were talking about how oh, and she gives this whimpery yeah. growl that yeah. was like Chuck Schuldiner, uh, right? As a I forget what they said, just some like backhanded slight, you know? And yeah, it's like, what are you talking review. about? That lady goes from a high melodic voice right down into a grass uh, listen to fucking, it dude her fucking yeah it's fucking yeah gnarly, dude i love yeah. it yeah that reviewer is neither here nor there <laughs> no yeah that, it's just I, I kind of threw that away like okay this guy is just he lost his uh this is yeah forget this guy anyway but this is everything i want in like a growling evil pissed off sounding vocalist the, the main guy because yeah know, he, i agree he is a growler man but he does it fucking with power really really yeah. good it's all good yeah it's all good um, and, and I didn't know exactly what to expect from song to song, um, but each song offered something a little different, like like you're saying. And it was really surprising and musically amazing. I'm kind of in awe of the songwriting, and I may be overstating. You may be overstating how actually good this is, but I don't think so. I think this is as good as it seems. Hey, look. You know, will look, time person, tell, right? Yeah, I mean, the person had that you mentioned that did the review and the, the review I mentioned – had a completely different take on these things that we like we liked so much so it's just right. subjective but again i listened to it the first time like oh this is pretty good and then yeah. as we you know and i listened to it a little bit over time and i ca- i had sent it to you like when we were trying to decide albums in the past it would i definitely i'd send you two or three i've definitely seen this a couple of times but when we finally reviewed it then i went and you know gave it the full listen the listen the focused listening and it just got better. It got yeah. better. And then I was like, is this really a four and a half? Just thinking to myself, oh, yeah. really a four and a half? I can give it a four, no problem. Four and a half. And then by the second or third all the way through, it was like, oh, yeah, it's four and a half. I can feel solid. Yeah. When I was on the third listen in a row that night, though, I was I was just like thinking to myself, am I giving this a five? This is so good. This is as close to like the perfect band playing near perfect songs as I could have like conjured up in my wildest fantasies or like the band I wanted to create and play in, in the past, you know? And then I wrote here, I would give up everything to go on tour with this band just so I could hear these songs every night. They're that fucking good. 
Oh my goodness. Well, you're definitely gushing review. Is no, no, I love this, dude. This is no hyperbole. This is near perfect. Everything I've just said is a under, massive understatement. It's all, I, it's all I can do to not give it five stars. And I immediately put them with the great albums of all time, like, you know, Phantom Antichrist or Rain and Blood or Gasmatron or Dreamweaver and Pile of Priests. Right you there hear this pile of priests? You better yeah, listen right. to this shit. Yeah, gushing, Ian's, man. Ian's putting you I'm basically putting you like up there. on my knees bowing or something else. I don't know. Yeah, uh, This is progressive, dude, but it flows really nice, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's catchy and melodic, but it's heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's simple and, and kind of obvious songwriting, if that makes sense. But it's executed with depth and, and like pure skill. I mean, these guys are good musicians. Yeah. Uh, my conclusion is they sold their soul to Satan to make a masterpiece, and Satan delivered... Yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing left to say except listen to this album immediately. Or you're going another second without hearing this, especially if you like thrash metal or death metal or any kind of metal. This is good shit. Yep. All right. He said. Shall we move on to the next thing? Uh, seeing as Halloween is coming up, we're gonna yes. do a little history of Halloween, right? Yes, I love it. Walked the neighborhood the other night, and starting to see more and more decorations out, and uh, yeah. people with lights and things. And I got a few things out, but. It's that time. It's fun. I like Halloween. Yeah, me too. So stay tuned. So, dude, I can't believe it's like we're like more than halfway through October now. This year is going to be done before we know it. I know. I always feel that way, but this year has been a little strange. <laughs> Every day is running together and everything like that. I can't, it's just weird. It's so, been a pretty shit year. I hope 2021 is better. Hopefully. Hopefully. But. We have we have Halloween coming up, and Halloween is awesome. Do you have plans or anything for it? You know, do you have to work no, that day? I have no idea. I don't even know what day it falls on this year. Do you? It is a Saturday. If I'm oh, not I, have to, I have to work. Uh, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll dress up and go into work. That's what I'll do. Well, hey, but you you work during the day now. It's not a um, not a big deal. Yeah. Well, what do you have a costume in mind? Do I know? No, you know, in the past when I didn't have a costume and I'd get dressed up for a party, I just dress up like a chick. But that was when I I just used my girlfriend's makeup and wear one of her dresses or something. I'm a pretty hot chick. Except now I <laughs> except now I have no hair, so I don't you think have that to would have work. A, you have to have a wig now. Yeah, right. No, I wouldn't do that again, I don't think. I almost got in fights doing that a few times. So funny. You're like, what, what's up, big boy? And they get mad. Or, no, or they are like, you know, like, hey, how you doing? And they realize I'm a guy and get fucking pissed. Uh... <laughs> now I know now I, I kind of know a little bit of what women have to go through, poor things. Oh my gosh! It's yeah. like get off me, you masher. No fancy, Ian, but <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I don't anticipate having much activity around here, trick or treating wise. But I'll take the kids around the neighborhood on our street and stuff like that. And then a couple of neighbors, we're gonna our next door neighbors, so they're gonna wheel out the fire pit after dinner and stuff. And then we're gonna watch a movie on the projector. And I think we're gonna what watch Ghostbusters. 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 I think. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and they just kind of hang out there and then kind of, you know, sw- switch out with my wife. We'll do a few houses with the kids then switch out and just hang out and kind of not, something different. But it should be pretty fun. Not the remake of the Ghostbusters, right? Oh, dude, speaking of that, I watched that last night, part of it with the family, because we te- I was trying to test the projector out to see, you know, how high I have to get it and yeah. all that stuff. Do I project it from the front of the screen or the back, that kind of thing, and just testing it out. Does it get a half star? uh yeah i mean it's it's got some funny jokes so if you just watch it for that it's it's not very good i would now give it one i'd give it one star <laughs> who stars in that 
I couldn't tell you, but it has the dude that stars as Thor as like the oh, receptionist. Dude. Oh, really? Yeah, they like because they switched it. So instead of the the Ghostbusters being men, it's it's women, and then oh. uh, the receptionist instead of a woman is is a man, and he plays like just this kind of dumb, modely kind of guy. But then it's like funny, right? He's like walking into doors. I don't know. Kind of well, we, you know, remember in the past I said I, th- I thought they made a remake of the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with all women. Did they, they do that? They did. Oh, okay, so they did that as well. Is yeah, it's called The Hustle. Well, yeah, the Ghostbusters remake. I forget what year it came out. Um, okay. I could actually I could look, but I think it was like ninety seven. Uh, or I'm sorry, not ninety seven. Twenty seventeen, something like that. Okay. All right, yeah, and then it's, the it's, hu- it's called The Hustle. Oh, that that that's that's the uh, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake. Yeah, it's called The Hustle. And that one's bad. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I don't think yeah, I, maybe if it's for free on Netflix or something, but I'm not gonna pay to rent it or anything like that. You buy it, right? But anyways, it was fun. That's that's probably what we'll do. Just kind of that kind of thing. It was fun checking out that and seeing that the screen does look good and everything. So probably do something like that and just have little prepackaged bags of candy that kids can pick up off the edge of the driveway or something. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot going around around here either as far as kids. There's not really too many decorations going up in this area in particular. Although on the way to work, there's this huge retaining wall when you, right when you get under the freeway. And someone hung a bunch of like puppets of different monsters hanging from nooses. It's pretty funny. So you see that oh, right, awesome. when you, right when you get on the freeway right there. It's like yeah. they're, they're all dangling from the, the other side of the retaining wall. As far as no one stole cool. them, it was pretty cool. Anyway, People like it. They'll leave it probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, what are we talking about today? Halloween. It is a celebration observed in many countries on the 31st of October, uh, the eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows Day. And it begins the three-day observance of All Hallowtide. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, it's the sort of the origins of it, right? Some people say it's like the pagan religions from yeah. like, Scotland and that kind of thing. And then the, others people yeah, like Celtic. People say, yeah, yeah. You're right. And then other people say, oh, it was the, the Christians, but... Yeah, they but the Christians actually did, like, co-opt it, though. That's the thing. Sure. That was, as is the typical thing, right? It seems like with all their holidays, they'd come in and they'd take over and they'd go, oh, well, you have this feast. It so happens that it coincides with our... Right. Well, they, they tried to do it to make it on, like, the same day or the same time as, as the pagans were celebrating... And yep. then make it like, you know, oh, well, you're celebrating our thing, right? And trying right. to bring in, bring them in as Christians, basically, is what they're doing. Freaking Christians, whatever. Anyway, no politics, no religion. Um, hey, we said we never said no religion. That's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so typical Christians, whatever. I shouldn't say that. My dad was a reverend, right? Um, it is the time in the liturgical year dedicated to remembering the dead, including saints or hollows, martyrs, and all of the faithful departed. One theory holds that many of the Halloween traditions originate from ancient Celtic harvest festivals, like Wuzain, uh, particularly the Gaelic festival. Now, how do you say this? Because I've seen this band, this shirt everywhere. Sawain? Sawain? Sawain, right? It's Sawain. I have no idea. S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it doesn't sound anything. It doesn't sound like Sawain. It's called Sawain. And it's called, I always thought it said Samhain, but it's not Samhain, it's Sawain. Okay. Because isn't there, there's a band, I think, like, uh, what's his name from, uh, what's his, what's that guy's name from? Uh, um, Danzig. Uh, Danzig. That's yeah. guy's a weirdo. Anyway. Uh, anyway, Gaelic Festival of Samhain, which may have had pagan roots and that Samhain itself was Christianized 
as Halloween by the early church. So there we go. And other scholars believe, however, Halloween began as a Christian holiday, separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. Uh, Halloween activities include trick-or-treating. They thought about it first. They thought about it first. Oh, sure, of course. Uh, <laughs> it includes trick-or-treating and attending costume parties, carving pumpkins, lighting bonfires, apple bobbing. I never did that. Yeah, you never uh, did that as a kid? No, no. Uh, Why, yeah. yeah, let's try and drown ourselves. Divination games, you know, like maybe a Ouija boards. I don't know. Ouija Is that boards, a yeah. yeah. Playing, playing pranks, telling scary stories, watching horror movies. And in many parts of the world, the Christian religious observance of All Hallows Eve, including including attending church services and lighting candles on the graves of the dead, remain popular, although elsewhere it is a more commercial and secular celebration, like in America, right? Some Christians historically abstained from meat on All Hallows Eve, a tradition reflecting in the eating of certain vegetarian foods on this vigil day, including apples or potato pancakes. Yummy. But today's Halloween customs are thought to have been influenced by customs and beliefs from the Celtic-speaking countries, some of which are believed to have pagan roots. There's a historian named Nicholas Rogers. He explored the origins of Halloween, and he notes that while some folklorists have detected its origins in the Roman feast of Pomona, the goddess of fruits and seeds, or in the festival of the dead called Parentalia, it is more typically linked to the Celtic festival of Samhain, which comes from the old Irish for summer's end. I didn't know that. Hmm. Interesting. So that's what Samhain means. Interesting. Now, that, that was the first important, um, and it was the most important of the four quarter days in the medieval Gaelic calendar, and it was celebrated from the 31st of October to November 1st in Ireland and Scotland and on the Isle of Man. A kindred festival was held at the same time of year by the Britonic Celts in Wales, Caelan Glav in Cornwall, and Caelan Goanov in Brittany. I don't know how that G-O-A- N with the little, uh, what do you call a little squiggly thing? And V. I don't know. G-O-N-V. I don't know. A, name, <laughs> a name meaning first day of winter. So last day of summer, first day of winter. For the Celts, the day ended and began at sunset. Thus, the festival began on the evening before 7th of November, the half point between the equinox and the solstice. So there you go. If you notice, all these things are all based off of basically the lunar <laughs> calendar. Yeah, right? yeah no, yeah, they totally I mean, are. And harvests and stuff. Harvest like, times and yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to celebrate or give you know give to your gods or whatever. Because back then, if your if your crops failed, you know you're you're trying to get good crops. If your crops failed, people people starved. You know. Yeah. So yeah. as a way of like saying please, please. <laughs> well, either way you cut it, whether it was you know pagans or Christians, it's all kind of oriented around the same type of thing, right? The paying of you know remembrance or respect or whatever to. The, the dead depended on which ones depends on what you, know, you follow. Do you, do you know when dressing up or guising started, though? Um, yeah, I have that. I noted that somewhere in here. The 20s or something, it. maybe? Well, yeah, for yeah for North America. but um, 19th, it, it goes back century. to the 16th century. Uh, the festival included guising in Ireland and Scotland and the Isle of Man in, and Wales. And that they would go house to house in costume, usually reciting verses or songs in exchange for food. Uh, it may have originally been a tradition whereby people impersonated the souls of the dead and received offerings on their behalf. So it goes back. I mean, like it wasn't like a, ma- a major tradition anywhere else except for those places, um, you know, in the UK. Impersonating these beings or wearing a disguise was also believed to protect oneself 
from them. Yeah, from the evil spirits or whatever, right? Exactly. Or, yeah. the, the, the geysers personify the old spirits of the winter who demanded a reward in exchange for good fortune. The crops. There it is there. Yeah. If the household donated food, it could expect good fortune, but not doing so would bring misfortune and ruin. Scotland youths went house to house with masks painted or blackened faces. Ooh, that's not good. Often threatening to do mischief if they were not welcomed. Wow. Yeah, well, that's well, trick or treat. It's funny how all this stuff is played out into our, what they call the secularized, commercialized version, right? Especially in North America, I think. Yeah, I mean, things from getting dressed and going out and get, asking for stuff. Right. right. Or retreat. I mean, they even say it in the name. Right. Right. And then you have like apple bobbing. It doesn't sound like you did that. We did that as kids, which is if you think about it now, it's kind of gross. But we did that like with friend parties and stuff like that. And of course, the cakes and the candies and different stuff. Right. I mean, right. that's all kind of mm -hmm. there. The candy apples. Those are another traditional type of thing. And of course, the pumpkins and stuff alone, right? That That's when they're harvested is that time. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess uh, playing pranks in Ireland and Scotland Highlands was pretty popular, um, but wearing costumes and playing pranks at Halloween spread to England in the, in the 20th century, like you're saying. So that's when it really kind of kicked in. Traditionally, pranksters used hallowed out turnips or gourds or pumpkins carved with grotesque faces as lanterns. By those who made them, the lanterns were variously said to ward off the evil spirits. So that's why we do the pumpkins. Yeah. I was, I was wondered about that. I, I meant to look it up, and I, and I didn't. I neglected to. I'm not sure of the exact story. The reason why it's called a jack-o'-lantern instead of just a, a lantern. Apparently, there was this guy named Stingy Jack, is the legend. <laughs> <laughs> and he was some guy who liked to drink, and he ended up inviting the devil to drink with him. And then he, he somehow scammed the devil into paying for his drink uh, by turning into a gold coin. So that way Jack could buy the drinks. But then once the devil did that, Jack just kept the money. And then somehow trapped the, the devil in this coin. And then every year he would try to cheat the devil, right? And scam him like, oh, you're going to, I've got you in here. I'll let you out of this coin if you promise not to bother me for X amount of time or whatever. And so then eventually, I guess the guy ended up dying. And as legend goes, he wasn't going to be allowed to heaven because he was such a scoundrel, right? Bargaining with the devil and cheating the devil and all that. And then, so the devil got mad and wouldn't have allowed Jack into hell either because he had scammed him and everything. He did want him give him a place to, to land, I guess. So he sent him off into the night with a, a coal that Jack put into a heart. Uh, hollowed out pumpkin, I guess, or gourd or whatever. And that, and he's been roaming the earth ever since. So that's kind of the origin of the jack-o'-lantern. I'd never heard that. Yeah. You'd think you'd have given, been given like a reward from heaven for cheating the devil. Like, you know, good job, buddy. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know. He probably just didn't want him around because what's he going to do to you? Are right? you going to trust some some guy that you're like, oh, sweet, dude, you, you stole these awesome things from this, your other friend. But yeah, come you're, be my friend and hang out in my house. I mean, right. Kind of, and, uh, and, and not letting him into hell because he like messed with him, messed with the devil. It's like you'd think he'd want to drag him into hell, right? That story makes no sense. I don't know. That was just the things, the legend of that. So Silly anyway. lessons. Anyway. Yeah, um, I should... I should have looked it up before, but sorry. I think I have heard that in the past, but yeah. Today's Halloween costumes are thought to derive from Christian dogma. Huh, go figure. Uh, and the practices derived from it. Halloween is the evening before the Christian holy days of All Hallows Day, 
also known as All Saints or Hollow Mass, uh, on November 1st and All Souls Day on the November 2nd, thus giving the holiday on 31st of October the full name of All Hallows Eve, meaning the evening before All Hallows Day, obviously. Uh, and since the time of the early church, uh, feasts in Christianity, such as Christmas and Easter, had vigils that began the night before, as did the Feast of All Hallows. They totally co-opted it, dude. These three days, of course, are they did. <laughs> yeah, these three days are collectively called All Hollow Tide and are time for honoring the saints and praying for the recently departed souls who have yet to reach heaven. Oh, so they're saying they believe in ghosts, is what they're saying. Commemorations of all saints and martyrs were held by several churches on various dates, mostly in springtime. And in 609, Pope Boniface the um, the fourth rededicated the Pantheon in Rome to Saint Mary and all martyrs on the 13th of May. This was the same date as Lemuria, an ancient Roman festival of the dead, and the same date as the com commemoration of all saints on Edessa in the time of Ephraim, whatever the fuck that all means. The Feast of All Hallows on its current date in the Western Church may be traced to Pope Gregory III's 731 to 741, founding of an oratory in St. Peter's for the relics of, of the holy apostles of all saints, martyrs, and confessors in 835. So that's basically yeah. when it kind of turned to, to All Hallows Day. It was officially switched to the 1st of November, the same date as Samhain. <laughs> and at the behest of Pope Gregory, Gregory IV, many suggest this was due to Celtic influence, while others suggest it was a Germanic idea. It is claimed, however, that both Germanic and Celtic-speaking peoples commemorated the dead at the beginning of the winter and may have seen it as the most fitting time to do so, as it is a time of dying in nature. Well, that makes sense. It is also suggested that the Again, change of part of yep. this whole thing's based upon the cycle of everything. The cal yeah, the seasons yeah. and the calendar. Yeah. And it also is suggested the change was made on the practical grounds that Rome in summer could not accommodate the great number of pilgrims who flocked to it, and perhaps because of public health considerations regarding Roman fever, a disease that claimed many lives during the summers of the region. Oh, so that was like it was almost like um, it was almost like quarantine in a way. You know, hold off the the celebrations till a little bit later or something. Mm, interesting, right? Now, um, it and then said, put masks on and run around. <laughs> there, hey, there you go. Almanacs of the late 18th and early 19th century give no indication that Halloween was widely celebrated in North America at all. It was not until Irish and Scottish immigration in the 19th century and early 20th century that Halloween became a major holiday in North America. So yeah, it's only been around in America for what 120 years, 130 yeah. years. Trippy. Confined to the immigrant communities during the mid-19th century, it was gradually assimilated into mainstream society. And by the first decade of the 20th century, it was being celebrated coast to coast by people of all social, racial, and religious backgrounds. So that's how it started here. And I don't think it really got super popular till, believe it or not, till mid-60s when, what was that, Charlie Brown's Great Pumpkin yeah, or whatever? Yeah, Great Pumpkin, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when it got really popular in America and then costuming and trick-or-treating became really popular. But before that, it was like a, a time when kids would go out, like especially in Detroit, kids would go out and just like loot and destroy shit. Did you know that? No. We used yep. to run around as kids and do that, but we didn't loot and stuff. We would just, you know, have fun and get a lot of candy and do stuff kids do. But we would never do anything well, like that. Well, they used to do messed up shit, like, like take tractors apart and then put them back together on people's roofs. Like, oh, that that is pretty pretty bad, but pretty funny. <laughs> that's, that's messed up, but funny. Yeah, and they'd like smash all the windows, and the guy'd come out, and he'd have his tractor on his on his roof. Like, how the fuck do I get that down? Yeah, that's messed that's up. That's pretty crazy. 
So um, almanacs of the late 18th and the early 19th century give no indication that Halloween was widely celebrated in North America. When it really kicked in was the yearly New York Halloween parade began in 1974 by a puppeteer named Ralph Lee. And it is the world's largest Halloween parade and America's only major nighttime parade, attracting some 60,000 costume participants, 2 million spectators, wow. and a worldwide television audience of 100 million. How did I, I not ever heard of that? I I've never, never heard of that. I have never heard of that, dude. And, and I was like, wait a minute. How, is that on TV? Do they even air that? I'm sure it's not going to happen this year, but yeah, that's interesting, huh? Yeah. Yep. So I'll probably dress up, go to work. Maybe I'll get sent home. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll, dre- you I'll dress you up. Wear, you can wear no mask and be like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a playing the rebel today. It's my yeah. costume. <laughs> go home. Go home. You know? Yeah. Put <laughs> yeah. on a mask. No, I'm dressed up. Fuck that. Oh, man. Anyway. Maybe I'll dress up like a like a um no I'm not gonna say it. I'll dress up like a parvo virus. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Anyway, yeah, so you're gonna go out and have fun. That's cool. And uh, I guess I'm, you know my friend um, suggested a pretty good movie that I could watch. Hellraiser. I think I'll watch Hellraiser. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. So enjoy your Halloween, everyone. We're gonna wrap it up, and uh, I'll talk to you next time, Dan. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.